0: And back for another edition of the Employment Hour, the number, as you know by now, 604-283-3013. That's Lior's personal number to call on the station tonight. You want to get your uh, questions answered, very simple, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. As always, brother, we will get to the severance pay calculator and all kinds of good things tonight. But first, we'd like to get into a little segment we call The Week That Was. How are you doing, pal? Hey, John, John.
1: thank you very much, and uh, really great to be back here here now. Talk about employment law and workplace rights, and educating people and informing and advising. Uh, you know, we uh, we always try to answer these questions. Uh, whatever we get them, there's no such thing as bad questions. So many times, people are, are worried about asking a question. They don't know if they should. And sometimes, by the time they go and get to it and ask the question, it's too late. Don't let that happen to you. There's no bad questions. If you have a question about your workplace rights, I want to answer it. I want to answer it right now. Call us. And To get and us get warmed us warm up and up, all warm and warm ready, and, ready. Uh, and understand the type of issues that you may face in the workplace, let me start off, John, in my favorite segment, the week that was, and talk about a couple of situations. First one, John, involved uh, a gentleman that called me. I had worked with as a bookkeeper for twenty years, and the company had a couple other bookkeepers, and they decided they don't need a third one, so they decided to lay him off. Uh, it's just not not something that they don't they don't need him anymore. And when he called me, he wanted to know how much severance he was owed. He was an older gentleman, and I assessed him as being owed somewhere between 16 to 18 months' pay. Now, when I called him, uh, when I called him, what happened, or when I told him that, I asked him, well, how much severance really did they offer you? And they said uh, he said, well, nothing. Well, I asked him, well, why? Nothing? That's, in, that's incredible. He said, well, I'm an independent contractor. Uh, and they said, I don't get anything. So let me give you more information about this gentleman, John. Uh, this gentleman had worked for the company for 20 years, as I said, regular hours, Monday to Friday, 10 to 4, in the company's offices, been doing this straight for 20 years, no breaks, no time off. Uh, and when they let him go, they said, yeah, independent contractor. Well, John, hopefully by now you and our listeners know that of course he wasn't an independent contractor, not even close. He had a regular job. He went to work every day. And the fact that they treated him on paper as an independent contractor was completely irrelevant. He was an employee. And because he was an employee in the eyes of the law, he gets severance, full severance. So they thought that just by calling him an independent contractor, that makes him an independent contractor, and then he doesn't get severance. Nonsense. Of course, that's not the case. He, of course, got uh, severance. So I'm going to be working with him in the next few days to get him that severance. I promise you, John, there's dozens and dozens of people listening to us right now, okay, that believe that they're independent contractors when they're really not independent contractors. If you're in doubt, trust me, you're not an independent contractor. You have rights. Give me a call if you ever lose your job. Give me a call if you ever uh, have questions about your situation. John, it's a very, very important thing to talk about.
0: Word to the wise, really, for the uh, for the employer, because that is a massive bucket of water over the head going from zero to 18 months of pay for this guy. They probably didn't well, know. Maybe it wasn't malicious, but they probably just didn't know, right?
1: I don't doubt for a second that it wasn't malicious, John. Of course it wasn't. They thought, that hey, it's simple. We call an independent contractor. But I've said this before. If it was that simple, then everyone would be an independent contractor. We would never have employees. If you just call someone an independent contractor and that makes them an independent contractor, well, guess what? Why would I ever hire an employee? Why would you hire an employee? Why would anyone hire an employee? It doesn't work that way. Remember, substance over form, Johnny.
0: Four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell. What else you got? So, a second
1: situation. We always talk about severance. Of course, I had a, a gentleman that called me. He was let go after two months. Uh, uh, sorry, two years of employment. I'm sorry in a sales position, a very senior sales position, whose total compensation, including commissions, was over $200,000 a year. Now, he was let go uh, restructuring, and the company said they're going to pay him four four months pay. Now, four months was not horrible for this gentleman. It It was in the range. I would have assessed him at five or six, but four months was not terrible for him. But, John, they were calculating the severance on the basis of his base salary only. No, his base salary was about $100,000. His full, full compensation was $200,000. When they calculated four months of severance, they calculated it on the basis of $100,000, not, not the $200,000. Well, that's wrong because when you get paid severance, it has to include all components of your compensation. So salary, bonus, commission, benefits, car allowance, pension, everything that you're owed has to be included as part of the severance. So remember, it's not just the number of months that you get if you lose your job, it's what's included in it. So for this gentleman, his severance was still tens of thousands of dollars short of where it needed to be, not because they didn't pay him the right number of months, it's because they didn't include all his compensation. And that's something that I see all the time when people are let go. Not only are they oftentimes not paid or offered the right amount of month's pay, their total compensation is not included in that, so I want everyone to know severance is not just salary. It's everything. Everything you earn when you work for the company has to be included as part of seventh. Very, very important.
0: Being in his position, would they have to include something like a profit sharing or a yearly bonus that he normally gets even though it's been two years? Would they have to include that too?
1: Absolutely, and and, you know, if 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 he had just started and there was no history of a bonus, then you know what? We can't say that you should include bonus because we don't know what bonus is. But in most situations, you know, I get a bonus every January; it's five thousand dollars. Well, when I lose my job, that has to be included. That's part of my compensation. So yes, absolutely, bonuses, profit sharing, uh, all those the things, and some companies say, "Well, that's discretionary. We don't have to give bonus." But guess what, John? If they do give a bonus every year, it's no longer discretionary in the eyes of the law, so it has to be included as part of, part of severance. Calling something discretionary doesn't make it discretionary. Again, always substance over form.
0: And I know we've had calls in the past, and sometimes someone will call in this position and say, Leora, I'm in sales, and the problem is I work on commissions, and I was just working on a big deal now. We're just closing now. But the deal's not going to close till the end of August or September, and they're saying they don't have to pay me for that. I think they do. What is right in that situation? <laughs>
1: John, so the the thing, the way it works is this: if you've done your job in finishing and closing the deal, if you've done your part, you have to get commission. Now, even if the commission is paid later, to the extent that you did what you're supposed to do uh, to to get the deal, and now some other people have to finish off their end, that's fine. But if you've done what you're supposed to do, the company has to pay you that commission. Because if think about it, John, if that wasn't the case, think what could happen. We have to pay Bob a huge commission check next month. Hey, I know. Let's let him go now and avoid paying him that commission. That's not right. That's not fair. And the law is smarter than that. And because of that, John, what uh, the law said is, no, if you've done your job, if you've earned that commission, it doesn't matter if it gets paid after you're let go. You have to get that commission paid.
0: Again, we've got uh, lots of open lines. You want to call in right here till 6 o'clock, 604 280 9898, or star 9898 on your cell. Give me some details. We love this thing, man. This thing is worth its weight in gold. That is a severance pay calculator.
1: Well, John, I, I talked to you before about, uh, you know, in the week there was about severance and then how much someone was owed. In fact, a couple of situations I've talked about. Well, how did I do that? Well, I needed three pieces of information when I assess severance. I, used, I need to know the length of employment, the person's age and the type of job the person has. So I created a tool, the Severance Calculator, which is available at severancepaycalculator.com. And what that tool does is it tells people how much severance they're owed. All you do is you input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you can find out yourself right there and then how much severance they're owed. Maybe you've just walked out of a termination meeting, and you have those severance papers in hand, and you want to know if what you've been offered is adequate. Well, severancepaycalculator.com, maybe you're curious, you and I have talked about this before. You've gone there before, John, just to, out of curiosity, and you've always been like, kind of uh, shocked at how much you're owed. A lot of our listeners would be shocked as well. SeverancePayCalculator.com.
0: And that's something you often reiterate is the fact that people will go on there and say, okay, I did what you did, Lee. or I punched in the information, I got this number, and wow, because my job is telling me they owe me three weeks, and this thing <laughs> is saying 19 months. Is there a bug in your system?
1: Well, John, that's why I created this, because people don't know and they need this information. There's no bug in the system. It's accurate. It's simple. It does its job. If you thought that it was less or someone else told you that it's less, it, that's a misconception, that's wrong, go to the severance calculator. If you're not sure still, give me a call. Happy to chat about it. But everyone should know this information. They should know how much they're owed if they lose their job.
0: We'll take a, a quick call before we break here. Ken on the line. Hey, Ken, good evening. How are you?
1: Good. How are you guys today? i got a question for you. I work in an establishment has two different unions. One of the unions was locked out. Not my union was locked out. Therefore, I couldn't cross the picket line. Am I entitled to employment insurance? Uh, if you couldn't do your job, if you can, couldn't come in and do your job, then, yeah, you'd be entitled to employment insurance. If something happened in the workplace that made it impossible for you to come in, then absolutely, yes, you'd be owed uh, EI, and you'd be owed employment insurance uh... and uh... that that's but again it's really if, if it out of your hands, if it's not out of your hands, then then no but in those situations in most cases absolutely yes because employment insurance has denied me my claim they've just given me a letter of denial and i've got to appeal it so i'm in the process right. of writing the letter to appeal it but it was a different union that the company locked out and i didn't cross the picket line so e-i employment insurance is just give a blanket coverage saying okay you're, you must be in support of the of the work stoppage or whatever, the labor dispute, so therefore you're denied the claim. Well, you should definitely appeal it. Uh, that's something that uh, sometimes the eye gets wrong. Appeal it. There's a process for that. Any questions, always give me a call off there. Happy to chat
0: break of the night. Uh, standing by for more of your calls, we got open lines. Drop them in 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. If you haven't checked it out, severancepaycalculator.com and always VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca as well. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming right up here, News Talk 980 CKNW. And back with more of the Employment Hour, the number to call in, as you know, to talk to Lior on the air, 604-280-9898, or star 9898 on your cell. We'll get to our topic for the evening very shortly, but always, our phone callers have uh, top priority. Todd, good evening. How are you, pal? Thanks for taking my
1: call. Um, I'm just curious. Um, with uh, I, I was working at a job. I'm still employed by them, but I'm on work safe now, and it's been about six months, my Anniversary for my job with my vacation comes up in the end in J- July next month. Do I yep. st- am
2: I still entitled for this year's um, vacation?
1: So, so, you, in- so your one year anniversary is in July. Yeah,
2: and I, I got hurt last November, and I've been off work since. Yeah.
1: But, so, but so you vacation is earned as a percentage of uh, of wages. So. Uh, whatever you earn, uh, you get a percentage depending on how many weeks of vacation—four, five, or six percent—you earn. And yes, you, you do. Or you you can take vacation time as well. So yeah, you don't lose that, but it's not going to be the full amount. Okay, so that's so it's only for the time that you work. It's essentially, in other words, it's prorated. If you know what I mean. Oh, so I don't automatically get two weeks as of July twenty eighth. No, have, no. Okay. Thank exactly. You very- it, it, it's prorated. No problem, Todd
0: appreciate that Todd again, you need to call in six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on cell. got a bunch of stuff we want to talk about tonight, leor and I think the topic we're going to follow tonight as we discussed earlier is is it better to quit than continue to working if we'll start the first one your salary is significantly reduced
1: thanks John and we're going to outline some situations uh, where you're actually better off to quit much better off to quit than continue working and you know that that idea, that concept may sound counterintuitive to people. Why would it be better to quit than to continue working? Uh, well, we're going to give you examples where if you find yourself in these situations that we're going to outline, you are better off quitting because if you don't quit, you're going to give up entitlements, it's going to cost you money, and it's going to cause a lot of problems in the future. So the first one, as you said, is if your compensation has been reduced. Well, here's what happens if your compensation is reduced. If your compensation is reduced, uh well, other, other than the obvious, you know, it's not good. You're never going to be happy. If you accept it and continue working, a couple things happen. The first thing that happens is by accepting that, you give your employer the right to do it again. Your employer doesn't have the right to do that, but if you give them the right, if you accept it, they could do it again and again. So you set that precedent. That's very, very, very bad. That's problem number one. Problem number two is they reduce your pay, and then they let you go at some point later. You still get severance, but now your severance is calculated on the basis of this reduced salary. So you've now lost money in severance. On the other hand, you can treat that reduction. If your employer wants to reduce your pay, you can say, no, I'm not going to accept it. And if they still insist on doing it, you can quit and still get your full severance. That's what we call a constructive dismissal. And you can require your employer to pay you your full severance at that point. And that's better than facing situations where now your salary gets reduced regularly. Now you're going to get less severance in the future. You're better off potentially to leave right now, get severance, and not accepting that pay reduction. That's going to save you a lot of money, a lot of heartache, a lot of problems down the road, John.
0: We're talking about times that it's actually better to quit than to continue working. That is, you're demoted, even if the pay is unchanged, okay? So your pay is the same, but you've been demoted.
1: Yeah, and and this is very similar to the first point, If you're demoted and your employer doesn't have the right to do that, even if your pay is the same but you have lesser responsibilities, you have a right potentially to treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with full severance. If you don't do that, then you say, I'm going to be a good soldier and I'm going to accept this demotion and continue working. As we said before, by accepting that demotion, by giving your employer the right to change your job that way, you potentially give them the right to do it again and again. So they demoted you once, maybe they'll demote you again, maybe they'll demote you again. So that's a problem. Uh, And then you may find yourself in a very different position in the future that that doesn't really match what you want to be doing. On the other hand, and by the way, that would also hurt you on a resume, of course, because now if you've been demoted a couple of times, how badly is that going to look on your resume? So that may hurt you in the future. You're potentially far better off not to accept that demotion, even if the pay is the same and leave and get severance. That way you get your full severance, you get to start off a new job somewhere else, your resume is not going to get hurt, which is not going to then impact you in the future. Very classic situation where if you've been demoted, I don't like that. I would rather you leave Get your severance, and don't open that can of worms. It can cause you many problems in the future, John.
0: It's around 526. leo we'll take a quick break here. and Your phone calls are welcome. we got wide open lines. The number 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell phone. If you haven't checked it out, severancepaycalculator.com. And any time you want to get a hold of the office, VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca as well. Lots more on the Employment Hour. After a short break here, News Talk 980, CKNW. And right back into it we go the employment hour here on uh, News Talk 980 CK and W your phone calls we have open lines you want to talk to Leor? you've lost your job you have a severance question anything under that employment banner 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell if you haven't used the severance pay calculator to find out what you should really be oh the real the true number of your severance severancepaycalculator.com Leor, as we were uh, talking about before the break uh, the topic is is it better to quit than to continue working if you are being forced to sign a new contract of employment. Watch out for that one.
1: That that is a big, big one. To a lot of people, it may not be an obvious thing. So let me kind of set out that scenario, Johnny. Uh, So you're working, everything is fine, you came in to work at 9 o'clock to do your job and your employer calls you into a meeting and they say, we're introducing brand new employment agreements, we want you to sign it, here's a copy. And you're going to read it, and oftentimes it may not sound or look too bad for you, and you may think, okay, I'll find this and continue working, uh, no, no, no harm, no foul. It's, it's the same salary, it's the same job, life's good, why worry about it? Well, not so fast, okay? I can tell you this without any hesitation. If your employer comes to you when you're already employed and asks you to find an employment agreement, that's not a good thing. The only reason the employer would do that is because that agreement is more favorable to the employer. In other words, it provides say, with protections, rights to the employer that the employer would not otherwise have. One of the big things that, that you, you would see in the unemployment agreement like that is a term that limits your future severance. So you may sign an agreement not realizing that what that agreement does is that it essentially says that if you're let go down the road, you're going to get a fraction of what you're owed. So let's continue this example. You sign that agreement, not even realizing what it does, and six months later, the company lets you go. What happens then? The company is going to say, oh, you know, we have that agreement that you signed six months ago, and because of that, now we don't have to pay you 12-month severance. We can only pay you six weeks severance. So holy cow, you've lost months and months of pay, tens of thousands of dollars. That happens all the time you would have been potentially better off not signing this, and if there was a prompt, potentially even leaving, because at that point, that would have been a termination. That would have meant you would have gotten your full severance from the employer at that point. So it's always something you should be concerned about. If your employer comes to you and asks you to sign a new employment agreement, at the very least, John, I want our listeners, if if they find themselves in that situation, to give me a call, to, to have me look at that agreement so that I can tell them if there's something in it they need to be worried about. Don't assume, please, that it, it's meaningless, that it doesn't do anything. Being asked to sign an employment agreement while you're already working usually is a bad thing, and in many cases you're better off leaving than signing it. Uh, so uh, th- something I, I want all our listeners, John, to keep in mind.
0: Anyway, it's something, a, little, a bit of a sidebar on the employment agreement, as we've talked about so many times before. You'll get two people, you know, working in the same place, and one guy, they're having lunch, and one guy goes, man, your employment agreement is 35 pages thick. <laughs> Mine is one. I feel jipped off. That's not the case. The one-pager is the what you want, right?
1: Yeah, if I could change uh, places with one person, in a heartbeat, it would be the, with the guy with a one-page agreement. I'd be running scared from the guy with a 35-page agreement. Because I can promise you, promise you, that in that 35-page agreement, there's going to be so many things that are going to be unfavorable to the employee. There's going to be a termination called the limit severance. There's going to be a term that allows the employer to reduce pay and to demote and to lay off temporarily all kinds of things that are not good for the employee. So when it comes to employment agreement, if, if I have my employee hat on, less is more. Always no exceptions to that, John.
0: We got to tell wide open lines. We'd love to hear from you. Must have questions or comments? Bring them on. Lior's here, right till uh, till six o'clock to answer them. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell phone. We're talking about uh, the times it's better to quit than to continue working if you repeatedly get unfair performance feedback.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know a lot of our, our listeners and a lot of people that call me at the office every single day uh, find themselves in that situation. They've done nothing wrong. They've worked. And all of a sudden, they're starting to get, starting to get negative feedback or, or, or uh, negative performance reviews, and you know it's repeated. Well, if your employer keeps giving you repeated negative feedback, oftentimes what they're trying to do is build a case to potentially let you go for a cause. They're putting the, the, the groundwork in, into place to you know show that they've given you performance reviews, that they've given you chances to improve, et cetera. The problem, John is if you don't do anything, if you just continue to work despite the fact that your employer is giving you these negative performance reviews, if you don't do anything about it, you're almost considered to have accepted it and agreed to it. And then later on, if your employer tries to let you go for cause, it's going to be very difficult to say, oh, wait a second, those performance reviews were were not legit because you didn't do anything about it. So if it's clear that your employer is being unreasonable, that your employer is, is being unfair, uh, that your employer is not treating you properly in that sense, that itself could be considered even harassment. It could be considered constructive dismissal. So you, And by, by leaving, you can get your severance now rather than to face a situation down the road when they have to let you or they try to let you go for cause. So if you see the writing on the wall and your employer is trying to build a case against you, you need to respond, you need to deal with it, you can't ignore it. And in some situations, it actually may be better to quit it as a constructive dismissal than to just continue working and, and play right into the employer's hands. That would be a very bad idea.
0: As far as, as responding a it should be written via email or possibly handwritten note and, and and basically how do you how do you word something like that simply I don't disagree with you with your performance review is that how you handle it? Well
1: first of all John as, as you said, if it's not in writing it doesn't exist okay no exception to that. So uh if if you're gonna respond always in writing and, and the way you respond is it's not enough to say or you shouldn't just say I don't agree. I would elaborate. I don't agree and here's why. You said I did the following, I didn't really do that. Here's what actually happened. Put in your version of events, explain what actually happened, say what you disagree with, okay? And and you know, make it an intelligent and, and, and reasoned response. Uh, and, and uh, put put it forward your position. You do that, it's going to be very difficult for your employer to say you've accepted it. It's going to be much more difficult for your employer to let you go for cause. So negative performance reviews is not something you just accept and move on. You don't just sign on a piece of paper. It's absolutely okay, and in fact, it's a must to respond to it, give you a version of events. Don't be considered to have accepted it.
0: 604-280-9898 is a number to call in or star 9898 on your cell. If you haven't checked it out, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your severance should really be worth. Simple. takes uh, literally a minute or two to get a number out of the bottom end. It'll be surprising, but that number is correct. We're talking about the times it's better to quit than to continue working if you're repeatedly or at least subject to repeated and probable harassment.
1: Yeah, and I touched on that before. First of all, if you're being harassed in the workplace and you try to fix it and it's still going on, well, you know for your health, you're probably better off uh leaving and just just to not have to suffer through that and and dread going to work every single day that's bad enough enough of a reason not to uh uh not to continue working but remember John and I've said this before. You have a right to a workplace that's free of harassment. You have a right to work in a work environment that's not poisoned. So if something happens that makes it a poison work environment, if something happens that now you you dread going to work, well, that's a constructive dismissal. And a very important term of employment was breached. Your employer has to protect you, has to give you a safe and, and, and supportive work environment. And if they don't do that, you can leave and uh, treat it as a constructive dismissal. That's far better than suffering. So a very classic example where it's better to to quit than continue working. Now, I always suggest that if you're subject to harassment, see if you can resolve it internally. See if you can talk to the HR manager, someone else, higher in management. Let them know what's happening and give them a chance to fix the problem. They have to. They have to, by law, to investigate and take measures where appropriate. If they don't do that, or if it's not possible to go because it's the boss that's the one that's harassing you, you have to give me a call. At that point, we have to talk about potentially an exit strategy, how we get you out of there to, to end the suffering with compensation, much better than, than continuing to work and suffering and hope that things get better. And then you may find yourself on a disability because of stress, because of anxiety, So a a very important situation where it's a lot better to quit than continue working, John.
0: If someone's in this situation now, is there a fine line or some sort of uh, gauge where they can uh, prove whether it's harassment or if it crosses a line and say a human rights code violation and change the the math uh, at the end of it?
1: Yeah, and and at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people you know equate human rights with with, with harassment. It's not the same thing, so. Someone can be harassing you just because they're a jerk and, and for no other reason. And then that's harassment. It's still illegal. You don't have to suffer through it, but it's not a human rights violation. Human rights violation happens in the context of harassment is if you're being harassed because of, of a prohibited ground. So if you're being harassed because you're a woman or if you're being harassed because of your medical condition or because of your race or because uh, your, your sexual orientation. That's illegal. You you can't do that. that, And that's a human rights violation. And potentially, not only can this be a constructive dismissal, you may be entitled to damages for violations of the Human Rights Code. So not every harassment is discriminatory harassment, uh, but every discrimination is a constructive dismissal. You have a right not to be discriminated against. Oftentimes they do go hand in hand. I certainly see dozens and dozens and dozens of situations where where, uh, people are mistreated uh, harassed, uh, abused because of a prohibited ground. Oftentimes, it's age or, or race or, or gender uh, that's wrong, and the laws come down pretty hard—not just on, on employers, but even on other employees that are harassing you. So you gotta, you gotta not be afraid to stand up for yourself. To give me a call and let's deal with that issue.
0: is the number to call into the show, star 9898 on your cell. We are talking about the times it's better to quit than to continue working. Uh, You've not been paid, and we touched on this again with the week that was back at the beginning of the show, you've not been paid a significant amount owing such as, I don't know, a bonus. How about that?
1: Yeah, and if you haven't gotten paid amounts that are owing to you, well, again, and you continue working, Then you know what you're doing there. You're potentially accepting that. You're potentially giving your employer the right to not pay you your money. Uh, that's a very, very bad idea. At the very least, very least what you're doing is you're giving them the right to pay you very, very late. Not a good idea either. So, uh, there's a very basic concept to employment. It's, the arrangement is very, arrangement is actually quite simple. I go to work in return, you pay me. That's it. That's what an employment relationship is. So if if the employer doesn't do its part, which is to pay the employee, that employment relationship can, and I say, should be treated as being terminated, as having come to an end. That's, that's as simple as that. If you're not going to pay me, why am I working? So why would you continue working, hoping that you'll get paid, whether it's a bonus that you're owed, whether it's a salary, whether it's vacation pay, whether it's overtime? Okay? Your employer has to pay those things. And by not uh, demanding that, by continuing to work in, in the face of amounts owing, you potentially give them the right not to pay you or to pay you late. So stand up for that. The law is pretty good and and protects you. Uh, you just have to make sure that you know what it is and and don't accept things and don't give rights to the employer that it should not otherwise have.
0: We'll uh, take a quick call here before we uh, take our uh, our break. And Lauren on the line. Hey, Lauren. Good evening. Hi. How you doing? Yeah.
2: Okay, I, I gotta. You know, I'm 63 years old, born here in BC. Now you're talking about severance pay. You know, I, I'm That's a right. journeyman tradesman. I've never received a severance pay in my life. I have no idea who this, who, who these people are that get severance pay. And secondly, now we get into human rights. Now I was re, I was let go of my last job along with another person because we support Trump. Now, we went to the human rights, and uh, human rights would do nothing for us. I found human rights to be very discriminatory against anyone who supports, uh, you know, the right-hand side of uh, the political spectrum. Um, So, you know, there's my two points. One, I don't know who gets severance pay, I've never heard of it. and. uh, you know, and then the Human Rights Council. I think they're discriminatory. If you are a straight white male, and uh, especially if you support the right hand side of politics, you know they're not going to help you. Thank you so, very much. So let me let
1: me answer your questions, going First of all, with respect to severance, it, it, it's quite simple. Unless you're part of a union, if you're not unionized, if you're working and you lose that job, you're owed severance. Full so we'll stop. The fact that they may not have paid you or you didn't know that you should be getting severance. That's different, right? I mean, if I owe you $10,000 and you don't know that I owe you $10,000, you may say, okay, let's part ways and shake hands and move on. The reality is that, yes, you do get severance if you lose your job. And so many, and that's what we do the show uh, because so many people don't realize that, don't appreciate the fact that uh, that the severance is owed. So many people, uh, every single day, either accept a lot less than they're owed or, or just like Lauren walk away without getting any sentence because they don't know any better don't let that happen to you now to to lauren's second point uh human rights legislation doesn't protect the right for, uh, of political belief maybe it should maybe it shouldn't that's a different debate but uh what you know if you're you could so to speak uh, let go because you're uh you're a conservative or you're a liberal that's not a human right if you are let go because of a medical condition, or you're let go because you're gay or straight, or because of your your ethnicity, that's a human right. Okay. So, what if you if you're let go because you support Donald Trump? Well, maybe your employer is being completely unreasonable, but that's not a human rights violation as it currently stands. You would be owed full severance. So, Lauren, you may want to give me a call to talk about these jobs uh, that you you've lost and not gotten severance. And anyone like Lauren. If you lost your job, if you, uh, whether you're in the trades or in any other field, uh, if you're not part of a union, if you lost your job, you're owed severance. There's no exception to that.
0: And uh, just as an aside, Lauren, and if you're listening as well, to uh, call Leora directly, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. We'll take a quick break here. Get back to more of your calls. You know that number, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell as well. The Employment Hour continues right here. News Talk 980 CKNW. And we'll get into our last few minutes here. Still some time for you to uh, call through and uh, talk to Lior, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell as well. We'll continue our discussion, pal, and that is uh, the times it's better to quit than to continue working if you've uh, not been paid a significant amount owing such as uh, a bonus or stuff like that.
1: Well, you know, we we covered that uh, before the break, and that that, that is certainly a big one, Johnny. If you haven't gotten paid the bonus, if you haven't gotten paid any amount of money that's owed to you, you don't accept it. You you you're better off quitting. Of course, you don't quit before you talk to me. But that's certainly something you should accept. It's a very basic thing.
0: Uh, is any of these situations, which we've discussed over the last uh, bit, part, portion of an hour, anyway, um, do they need to do anything before they resign? I guess they just don't jump in, right?
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I I don't want anyone to say, well, hey, I I heard Leo talk on the radio, and he said to quit. So I'm I'm quitting uh because it's not every situation that's a constructive dismissal and there's always exceptions and the exceptions sometimes have exceptions in themselves Just give me a call we chat about it we talk about it and then we talk about how you're best to leave if we decide that's the right course of action one of the things i would want to do in that situation is to do a letter of, of resignation that makes it very really clear that you're not resigning because you want to I don't know, spend more time on the golf course you're resigning because of what's happened, because they reduced your pay, or because they've demoted you. You want to make that very clear. And then we pursue uh, the constructive dismissal. Then we pursue your entitlements. And by the way, John, in all those situations that we've talked today, in all of them, when I say quit, I'm talking about quitting with severance, with compensation. I'm not talking about quitting and, and you know, walking away and not getting paid. That would never be a good idea. So we always need to talk about how do we make sure that we don't compromise your severance if you quit. So that's why I always need people to call me. If they believe they're in a constructive dismissal situation, something's happened in the workplace that they don't agree with, let's talk about it. Give me a call. Let me help you get out of there if that is the right course of action, John.
0: The email, by the way, Leor L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We've got one from Henry here, just came in a short time ago, says, uh, Leor, I received a few warnings over the last three years with respect due to my work uh, performance. How many warnings does my employer have to provide me before they can let me go for cause?
1: Well, that's a very good question. Uh, oftentimes I get that, those questions or that question from both employers or employees. I've been warned. How many warnings is enough? or employer may ask me, we have this person, we want to let them go for cause, provided warnings, how many warnings are enough? Well, it really does depend on how how bad the conduct is. The, the, the worse the conduct, the, more war, uh, the less warnings are, are required. If the conduct is not that serious, well, potentially warnings. warning. So, you know, uh, uh, late a minute or two, well, that's not gonna be necessarily something that you can let go for cause easily. Usually, I wanna see at least three warnings. Before an or, or three disciplinary measures before an employer can consider a, a uh, termination for cause, so I want to see about three, John. But there's exceptions, uh, but certainly much less than that would probably never be caused.
0: Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell, and uh, we'll get to uh, John here. Hey, John, how are you?
2: I'm fine, thank you. Um, My situation is I uh, asked for and and did receive termination eight months ago. Uh, I
1: was at the age of 68. Um, I'd worked for the company for a little over a year. Um, I uh, spoke with my supervisor's uh, boss and um, stated that the computer system didn't work a third of the time. caused me working one or two days extra uh, a week for no pay. Uh, and the supervisor uh was abusive um, uh, her boss uh, recognized the the abuse situation in conversation with him um, i as I said I did receive a two weeks uh severance, so i'm not quite sure whether it's too late to go back and review the situation or not so did you have to sign some documentation for that, John? no. Okay, well, the good news is it's not too late, uh, because there's actually a two-year limitation period, and I think you said it was about eight months ago. Am I right? Correct. Correct. So, so let's break this down a bit. So, uh, I think you said you worked there for, for a year, and you're 68 years old. What kind of a job? What were you doing, John?
2: Property management.
1: Okay. So I can tell you that someone in your situation, you're looking at right about four months pay. Months, not weeks, four months pay. So two weeks is, is a heck of a lot less than that. Now, what you're describing uh, is a situation where a work environment was created where it was very difficult to continue working. You had to work uh, more for no paid because their system wasn't working. So you said, well, that's not appropriate. You got to do something about it. Uh, That would have been a constructive dismissal. So the fact that you're the one that said, hey, I want to leave. I can't do this anymore doesn't change the analysis. So it's not too late to go back I need you to call me off air, John. Let's talk about this and get some more information. Uh, I want to understand exactly what happened there. But you're looking at a right around 4 months pay, so that's a big difference. So let's you and I connect off air tomorrow, and, and let's uh, make sure that you get what you're owed. I'll do that. Thank you.
0: Oh, we appreciate that. And that's a, uh, pretty much a good way to wrap it up for the night, my friend. That number, by the way, 604-283-3123 to get a hold of Lior now that the show is over anytime. 604-283-3123. If you haven't used it yet, get on it. Keep it on your, uh, your desktop or keep it on your tablet. And that is the Severance Pay Calculator, SeverancePayCalculator.com or Lior at EmploymentHour.com as well. Till next week, we'll take it from here. Good show, my friend. Employment Hour right here. News Talk, 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.